Hey everybody, welcome to There's a Sub for That, the front podcast of the internet. I'm your host, Scott. And I'm your other host, Willie. Join us as we explore the rabbit hole that is Reddit. From made me smile to facepalm and idiots in cars to humans being bros, we're going to deep dive into the most popular page on the internet. Are you ready? Earlier this week, did you see the post on Data is Beautiful? Uh, probably not. Okay, so it was a post there, or it's a post that I saw somewhere, and essentially it was a, a short video going through like a ton of the the major um, pandemics that we've seen over the years. Right, pandemic meaning it's spanning more than just that specific continent, more like global. It was a video showing. Uh, Ebola, uh, SARS, uh, West Nile, swine, swine flu. Is that one? Yep. H1N1. H1N1. And then, um, the coronavirus and it's, it's following them from the first day that they're shown as things progress. And maybe the first, probably we've been doing this. We've been like going through this whole thing for over a month, right? It started in December is when we heard about it. And here we mm-hmm. are, it's March. So um, you watch this trend line for, say, SARS. SARS had this peak, and it just kept rising and rising and rising and leveled off for a moment, and then it had, like, a big peak, and then it leveled off for a little bit. But, like, it was really big, and it happened right. pretty quickly. But do you remember being afraid of SARS here in the United States? Not once. Now, I might have been Me too either. young to care. That is also true. So this, um, what, what's so terrifying about this is you can see that, uh, the coronavirus is like hidden, 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 just barely showing up, barely showing up. And then it skyrockets above every single other one period. Yeah. It's terrifying. Oh yes. Okay. So I did see a chart that I think it was just SARS H1N1 yeah, and then coronavirus or COVID-19. And just how fast it's rocketed up is terrifying to say the least, but just shocking too. Yeah. It's it's exactly like that game, that Plague Inc. game or whatever, those mobile virus games where you try to kill the world. Yeah, right. Except now it looks like it's real life. Um, what what like I guess what I don't understand, and and maybe you can help me with this. The, the thing that started making me feel really nervous about it, because at first I'm just like, guys, it's going to be fine. We'll contain it. Everything will be OK. When I really started feeling like, oh, man, we're fucked was <laughs> when like every business that I went to, including the, the place that we work before it became a really big pandemic, all of a sudden there's like hand sanitizer everywhere. There's signs in every bathroom that it previously didn't have signs to say, wash your hands for 20 seconds. Now I'll have that. And everybody's posting everywhere about how it shouldn't take a, you know, viral outbreak, global pandemic for everybody to wash your hands. Right. Now it's not all doom and gloom. I watched a town hall the other day and, you know, we still don't know a lot. So there's no reason to really panic. 
I know there's been several runs on water and toilet paper and Clorox wipes for some reason. Like if you go to a Costco or a grocery store, you know. Yeah. But there's also a pretty funny picture from our picks, which is just popular photos from top to bottom. That's entitled Half Price Thanks Idiots. And it's a dude holding a Corona beer. (laughs) I saw that. (laughs) There was a survey uh, in which I think it was, I have already forgotten. But it was like 38% of Americans refuse, absolutely refuse to drink Corona beer because of the coronavirus. And I saw last last quarter, I think they lost like $180 million as a company because people have stopped buying it. Bad. (laughs) You know, they they say there's no such thing as bad publicity, but this is pretty bad. Who who owns Corona, the beer? That I don't know. But with some uh, quick Googling. I found it. From I found producer. it. Oh, it's okay. So in, oh God. Oh, I feel so bad for them. All right. So November 25th, 2019, right before all this shit starts happening, right? Right. Their stock value was, uh, give me a dollar amount, not a, a God. Ugh. I hate when they just show like the value. I'll just I'll just read you like the overall value. So it's okay. it had a, a opening value this day of uh, one thousand one hundred fifty eight. One thousand one hundred fifty eight. That was their stock price. Yeah, that's why I think that's like their overall valuation as a company. Oh, okay. I think that's pro. I'm assuming that's um uh an opening value of one point one five eight billion. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So then let's fast forward here to a, a pretty substantial low for them. Uh, <laughs> December 30th, right? So we're a month later. All this shit's happening. And their value is now closed that day at 1039 Uh, We can just say like $1.04 billion, right? So they dropped almost $200 million. That's pretty substantial when you're talking billions, right? Well, $200 million is something you and I will never see until this podcast takes off. Hey, sponsors. Welcome. Uh, And now guess where they're at, Scott? (laughs) Oh, no, it didn't stop. (laughs) No, no, that was that was a low. It went up a little bit when people were like, you guys are freaking crazy. And it it's at an it's at a new number, just new all time low. Well, (laughs) I'm going to take a guess. Okay, they've lost five hundred million dollars. Only because every stock everywhere is tanking. Right. That's true. Now, I think these guys are are tanking pretty substantially. Right now, they're at $930 million. Oh. From $1.2 billion. So they've lost a quarter of their value as a company. Dang. Just looking over the last five years, I'm going to go even further. I'm going to go the last 10 years. No, five years. In the last five years, this is the lowest value that company has been at. That's crazy. Now, crazy if, you go, think about. if you go 10 years, you're back into the recession and they've, they've been lower. Okay. All right. So they've seen fire and they've seen rain. Yeah. I was, uh, I was also thinking of... The people who have been 
going on cruises. Mm. Speaking of people who are losing value, right? Like, let's take <laughs> a cruise. Let's take a cruise. Um, let's go out and isolate ourselves on a ship with the people from all around the world. Just a big group of people, you know. Yeah. And then if uh, if one of us gets it, nobody's getting back. Seriously, how how do you protect against that? Oh, uh, I did see this yesterday. So there is a. Um, this is so fascinating to me. Um, there is an area in. So uh, South Korea is getting hit the next hardest to China for the coronavirus, right? Right. Um, do you know what they're doing to test people for the for the disease or for the virus? I'm assuming they're using the regular testing. No, this is so cool. This is something that many more countries should be prepared to do. They have created a drive-through testing facility for free. You drive up to this thing. There's people in their fucking hazmat suits. They get out. They, um, they, I do whatever the test is. You don't even have to get out of your car. I think they take like a throat swab, a, a nose swab, and then some temperatures, right? And then you just leave the results with them and you go home and they give it to you in two days. Wow. That's great. So they can rush through just vast amounts of people without taking up a lot of time, space, and resources. I feel that we as a country are the most prepared to adjust to this type of system. Because, about, because why, think Scott? Many, think about how many fast food restaurants exist in, the, in our country. Right? All we yeah. have to do. Just fucking buy, just buy Carl's Jr. slash Hardee's. Close everyone down and make it a drive-through coronavirus <laughs> testing facility. No, 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 no. No, no, no. You're not thinking American enough about this. Oh, God. We are going to keep them running. Full boat. We're just going to give everybody hazmat suits to do their job. Okay. And then we'll have a, an employee from the government just give out the tests, you know, to be like, I'll have a number one. Uh, I'll like to supersize it. Give me an extra 10 piece uh, and my free uh, virus test. <laughs> Oh, or or you could think of it like maybe McDonald's is fine, right? Everybody goes to McDonald's for for their getaway moment, but every other fast food restaurant that has that second window that nobody touches, that's yeah. the testing window. Yeah, they'll just I mean, they don't even need to like quarantine everyone. They just need to quarantine that little room and have that person. It, and if you're from Wisconsin, you can just they can exclusive exclusively do it at their drive-through liquor stores. See? It's it's going to be fine, everyone. We're going to be fine. All right, all right. So real question, and I'm, I'm afraid to say this out loud to people that would potentially judge me for it, especially considering this is episode number one. Have you <laughs> have you tried to time how long it takes you to wash your hands? Only recently after seeing all these signs. When when OK, when, when are you supposed to start the 20 second timer? Because that's really long time. My backstory as a hand washer has always been I have always washed my hands, but I probably haven't washed them as long as I should have, right? Right. Now, anything around the butt, you want to take a little bit extra time because that stuff gets in your eyes. You got the pink eye. I take two or three minutes. The first minute is cleaning and the last minute or two is just for fun. That's right. With the 20 seconds, they say you got to scrub real hard, create some friction. Okay. You know? 
you can turn on the water, get a little bit of a, a little bit of a lather going. I don't know how much soap you use, but I'm a, I'm at least a three pump guy, three pump chump when it comes to washing my hands. I think I'm two pumps and I'm all set. And then I do the interlacing thing, you know, where you get the fingers locked together and then left over right, left over right for once I have that, like my base, I guess, my foundation, everything on my hands and fingers and crevices is covered with soap. Mm -hmm. uh, then I start counting. Is the water running this whole time? Hell yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm more worried about getting sick than I am about wasting water right now. So is this a normal thing or was it easy enough for you to ramp up to the 20 second timer? Because I, I'm struggling to hit that 20 seconds. Well, do you try the song method where you sing happy birthday to yourself or just sing the ABCs? No. Do you know that? Hold on. So first of all, don't sing it because both are copywritten songs, but that's all you're supposed to do is sing happy birthday. Twice. Happy birthday twice or ABCs once and at a normal pace. Don't rush. This is okay. your health. We're talking. About. <laughs> okay. Uh, good. Well, uh, if, ever, if ever anybody wanted to practice singing happy birthday, do it while you're washing your hands twice. And if you're feeling nice, just sing it to people that are around you and they won't get near you and then you're <laughs> less likely to be infected. <laughs> Always maintain eye contact. <laughs> <laughs> um, question for you, because this showed up on the on the front page. So as, as I'm just trying to um, see what's happening, right, there's these trending stories on Reddit. I'm just going to ask a broader question because I don't understand the hype as of recently not that i don't support the hype because i fully do but i don't understand it which is rupaul's drag race okay i know right. nothing about it here's what i know okay and which is not a lot i will admit um i was just gonna say i am not an expert by any means i have gone to one drag show in my entire life. Okay. And I thought it was just okay. I don't think I'd go back. Good for all of the people involved. God bless anybody that enjoys it. Yeah. But it's just not for me. The, the reason I ask, and this could be controversial to some, some listeners, but okay. this morning uh, there was a post on VH1 that said, in light of recent developments and Sherry Pie's statement, Sherry Pie being an individual... Uh, Sherry Pie has been disqualified from RuPaul's Drag Race. Out of respect for the hard work of of the other queens, VH1 will air the season as planned. Sherry Pie will not appear in the grand finale scheduled to be filmed later this spring. What did they do? I don't know. I do, it sounds like the season's not out yet. Oh. That must be pretty big for them to make an announcement like that. You don't just interrupt a season of television and right. potentially spoil something. There's so a, so the top Vegas two the top two comments are interesting, right? So the, the top comment is, I'm satisfied with how uh, management is handling this. Professional and sensitive with promptness and action. And then the next comment is, it creeps me out knowing... Uh, Creeps me out now just seeing her on screen. So eerie. Does Do people know what's going on? Because, like, to get number one, 
I don't know what that show even does. <laughs> like, what are you supposed to do? What's the point of the show? We should look into that. We should. Because, I mean, if it's any, if it's like any other uh, reality show, you probably get voted off or, you know, asked to leave due to popularity. But this person got disqualified, like kicked off the show. Right? I don't want to read too too much into this. I'll, I'll try my best to leave because the... Because you'll become addicted to RuPaul's Drag Race? I'll become a dick, did. Yeah. Um, no, so uh, BuzzFeed News had an article um, that said... Uh, uh, the title is Sherry Pie, who the actual uh, person's name is Joey. Uh, oh, God, it's so Italian. Uh, Ooh, real Guglamelli. Real quick, <laughs> real quick just to, to interrupt. This is showing up on our spoiled drag race. So RuPaul's Drag Race is so popular. It's There's enormous. separate... There's a separate subreddit just for spoilers about the show. Yeah. So you got the main subreddit, right? That everybody's going to go to the big community. And then you got these spinoffs to be able to discuss other things. It's kind of like, Scott, you and I love Destiny, right? So you have right. the R um, Destiny the Game subreddit. And then you have our Raid Secrets to discuss further things in detail. Yeah. So Wow, there's... RuPaul's Drag Race cringe, RuPaul's Drag Race drama. This has got a lot of popularity that I've never known about. But let's continue with uh, Paul Giamatti, you said? Uh, close enough. That's, that's the best I can read Italian. Okay. Um, so drag queen Sherry Pie has been, I'm going to re just read an expert excerpt. I'm going to try and link it in the, in the show notes so that people can go find it if they want to read it. Uh, but it says uh, that uh, Sherry Pie has been disqualified from the current 12th season of RuPaul's Drag Race. There's 12 goddamn seasons? <laughs> so uh, TV executives announced Friday, one day after BuzzFeed's news report allegations from five men that had been catfished by the performer who was posing as a casting director. Oh, this gets gross. Joey, uh, better known in her Drag Race persona or her drag persona, uh, Sherry Pie. I feel like you've mentioned her name this many times we get who you're talking about. Anyways, Buzzy. <laughs> um, is alleged to have deceived his former classmates at um, this school in New York, as well as actors he worked with in, Nebraska, in a Nebraska theater company. This is where things get gross, and I'm not going to read it anymore. Uh, one of the young men said he even agreed to masturbate on camera as part of the audition process. This is a fucking VH1 show. Wow. Like, you're not... You're, I, here's the deal, guys. You are not auditioning to be on road rules. You don't have to masturbate in front of anybody. I was gonna say, do you think Drag Race would be more popular if there was masturbating or less? Ooh, well, because that, that brings in a whole different audience, right? Scott, are you trying to tell me that now you want to watch the show? All I'm saying is if there's, ma <laughs> there's <laughs> weekly masturbating, <laughs> I might, you know, I might flip it on. I might throw it on <laughs> while I'm, uh, you know, doing chores around the house. 
Just just get a little humming in the background. That's oh, right. neat. All right, cool. Anyway, so garlic. So if anybody can can explain to us or wants to give us like the TLDR of what uh RuPaul's drag race is or why why it has created such a hype around it, please email us. There's a sub for that uh at Gmail. Uh and if that's wrong, it's just in the notes. We'll we'll get it. Will we, we want to hear why you like it though? I don't know if we'll get it. Moving on to something a little bit more positive. We're talking about Kobe <laughs> Bryant. I'm just kidding. Sorry, too soon. Ugh. Oh, it's too soon indeed. R.I.P. Have you ever heard the phrase "see a hole, fill a hole"? Willie, is that is that the phrase? Is that it? Um, are we talking about Hollywood good? in 2015? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, on on the sub R today I learned yes. there was a 22 year old Canadian man who took it upon himself to fill potholes and stand next to them with a sign like some vagrant just sitting there waiting for your money, saying I filled potholes, pay me instead of your taxes. What? Drivers then proceeded to give him cash, coffee, and joints for filling the potholes. Really? So the potholes? Yeah. They were so bad in this town. And I actually feel like this is a good idea. I wish more people would do this because, you know, if you run over a deep enough pothole, and we're just getting over winter here where we live, it feels like you just broke your damn car. Oh, my God. And so... I'm assuming that the majority of our initial listeners are from Minnesota. I would hope so. Which is where we are. Um, Hola, Mexico. But if you're... uh, Hola. Como esta? Muy bien. Y tú? If you are from Minnesota, you understand that uh, winter is done as of today, the day we're recording this, which is uh, Saturday the 7th, meaning... Today officially spring. Uh, I believe when daylight savings time hits is when we hit springtime. Perfect. I might be wrong. I think spring is uh, is like June 1st. There's some sort of solstice. No, that might be summer solstice. I'm My birthday's on the winter solstice. Chris Dugan's is on the summer solstice. Oh, really? So if there's a spring solstice, we need somebody who's into... Uh, you know, crystals and stuff to tell us. We're literally in front of computers. I can search without needing oh, crystals. Okay. Uh, spring started March 1st. Okay. March 1st. Well, <laughs> and summer is June 1st. Okay. All right. Perfect. Anyway, this dude got coffee, cash, and marijuana from people for taking it upon himself. Now, the government, the local government, was not happy as what police. Yeah. Police threatened him to stop what he was doing. Basically, they said, like, you're going to get hit by cars. And he said, I can see cars coming left and right. I think I'll be fine. When when asked uh, by the news who, who finally found out about this guy doing this good deed, what he was going to do. He said, I'm probably going to continue doing this and I'm just going to take all the money that they give me. And to be honest, I'm probably just going to buy more pot with it. (laughs) 
also this is a Canadian man. So yeah, a lot more of this legal. makes sense knowing that because it's, this like the police officer saying what they said is equivalent to like our police officers doing like an unwarranted search and seizure. Yeah. If this were America, he, he would either be in jail or dead. Probably. Oh my God. So the, the, one of my favorite things about Reddit. So for anybody who's new to Reddit, this, the, what I think is so fascinating is the comment section. So as you get further down, somebody responded and said uh, a town in West Virginia named Vulcan wrote the USSR and East Germany asking for foreign aid to repair a bridge back in the seventies. Okay. And apparently it worked and they gave them money. Really? Yeah. We can just ask for money from foreign countries. I mean, we can't have to be about elections. <laughs> we should not. What? Why not? Because it's not the 70s anymore. Oh, yeah. What if we didn't say where it was from and we never told anybody about it? You think we get caught? Uh, no, Just dude, like, I think hey. we could get I think we could do it without getting caught. And, you know, we don't have to go to the, you know, embargoed countries. Let's right. go to a country that has more money like Finland. Uh, They're nice. Yeah. What up? From the cold north. Uh, got a couple potholes here. And need you to go fund them. <laughs> okay, so I, I have a question for you. Um, on our television, um, this post said the brilliance of Better Call Saul. Um, Vince. Great show. Uh, Vince Gilligan's Breaking Bad prequel is the most heartbreaking drama ever to appear on TV. That is also true. Have you watched any of it? No, that's what I wanted to ask. So I watched all of Breaking Bad and I loved it. I thought like I, I thought that show was great in many ways. I was amazing a, television. Yeah, I was a little less pleased with how it ended. But now you can argue with me. I think that when Breaking Bad came out, we were at this um, peak of really great television. Now we've seen swings, right? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. we had Breaking Bad. We had Dexter. Like if you're a like comedy, you got uh, um, How I Met Your Mother. Um, what other shows were happening at the time? New Girl. What year was this? Breaking Bad, two thousand five, six. Seven. So like Lost had just ended. Right. So we were coming out. Yeah, that was a golden age of television. And the beginning part of Game of Thrones, right? So yeah. we were at this really great precipice of really phenomenal television. I didn't really like the way Breaking Bad ended, but I heard that there was a, a movie that they came out with starring Jesse Pinkman, Aaron Paul. And I haven't watched Better Call Saul. I knew they were going to do it, but he, Saul wasn't my favorite character from the show. But can you tell oh, me what it is that's so good about it? As we know, at the end of Breaking Bad, Saul escapes or he gets put into protection and disappears. The beginning. Oh my God, wait. Call did I miss that? I didn't know that. Yeah, he got out. Or I don't remember onto, it, at least. He got onto uh, a special little bus. Like, he made the call. 
and somebody put him on a bus. I don't even remember. It must have been one of his contacts or he just had enough money to buy protection, right? Things a shady lawyer would do. Yeah, yeah, especially in that situation. But the beginning of Better Call Saul is all black and white and it's him with a mustache now working in a Cinnabon in some (laughs) random mall. Okay. You don't know where he is. It's just he's not himself anymore. He's like Daryl, manager of a Cinnabon in Randall Mall, USA. Got it. And it's not a nice mall. It's, you know, it's one like it's got stores closed in it. It just it's not very popular. He's well hidden. And then it shows him being slightly frustrated by this as he like closes up the Cinnabon, goes to his meager like apartment and sits in front of a TV. And just like that, things turn to color and it's a flashback of him before Breaking Bad even happened. Oh, he's a legit lawyer or trying to be a legit lawyer. Uh, he's, we get to see the genesis of his like kind of sleaziness, so to speak. He's, he, he wants to be a good person, but he knows like to get things done, you kind of have to bend the rules or make your own rules. So is it, is and it as an outsider, right? Yeah. Would you say it's, it's like watching a, um, a series following the um the degradation of a lawyer into that was what they wanted where Vince Gilligan wanted to have happen is to see how he as a person became the Saul that we came to know and love on the show or hate depending on which side of the fence you were on but he he actually begins out as a a, a pretty likable guy okay and just makes, makes a couple of mistakes based on his his moral ambiguity to certain issues. He starts caring more about like getting the win versus uh, what the consequences are if he were to win in the way he's trying to win. This is, this is all being said <laughs> very vaguely, so there's no spoilers for anybody involved. But um, in, in Better Call Saul, he has a life. He has family, he has friends, and we know that in Breaking Bad, he has nobody but his himself and gangsters. So if you can imagine the tragedy that is in Breaking Bad is just all multiplied onto this one character. Oh, that's, that's so, so fascinating. I feel like I want to watch Better Call Saul where we're like, Get through because we're on how many seasons? Five. Yeah, I stopped at three. I I've only stopped at three because it's it's so hard to watch, dude. It's it's painful to see people make these choices and go down these paths, even though I already know what the ending is. It's just you don't know the wake that he has left to get to where he is. You just think he's some like sleazy, uh, you know, mob lawyer. And you don't really care about him, but like they make you care about him. And then they make you care about the people that he's affecting with his choices. It's pretty rough. But once again, 
great TV. It's just really hard to watch. That's so interesting. I I have a really hard time, like you said, with shows that um that spend the majority of their time dissecting the the sadness of humanity. Mm-hmm. And Same. this this sounds like one of those shows, but I, I'm willing to give it a shot. I, I think before I do that though, I want to do uh I, I want to do Westworld. I want to get through season two because season three oh, is man. coming up soon. That that's a good show. You don't feel as bad at the end of that show. That one's just like holy crap. I really just want to see AI kill humans. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um this is a little off topic, but we are talking about our television and this is television. But if you haven't heard about it or if you haven't seen it, watch Hunters on Amazon Prime. Is it good? I've heard it. I've heard about it. It is getting terrible reviews all over the place. Why? The, uh, the reviewers don't like the writing, but it is insanely good. It's called Hunters? hunters the premise is it's a group of jewish nazi hunters and And it's a tv series that are in america okay about 30 years after world war ii yeah the reviews right now at least what the rotten tomato says which would be like the the pinnacle of of scoring yeah um critics rating is uh 63 but the audience score is a 69 right this is a rare instance where the audience and the uh the reviewers are on the same page but i am telling you it is so good it is like breaking bad levels of tension Ooh, and the writing is fantastic i mean i think we're there scott i think we're starting to see a new renaissance of really great TV. I hope so. There's Me certainly too. enough channels to, you know, take up our time. Would you say on, on streaming service in your best judgment, would you say that our television is the best place to go or is there a better subreddit? I think the individual subreddits that spawn from these shows are probably the place where most people will congregate. Our television is a good place to, to go to. If you want to see like what's, everybody kind of watching right but it will then lead you down your rabbit hole so that you can get the content that you want right i mean i the the hard the hard part with television is there are uh 16.2 million members of that subreddit so it's not necessarily a small community no no not at all and uh depending on what you're you know what you're into you might not go back to it you might not go back to it once you you know find your community which is what reddit's all about right just being with like-minded people all 16 uh 16.2 million of them <laughs> well there's a sub for that this is episode number one the very first episode we've ever done and we thank you so much for listening to us today tune in to next week's episode when we take a deep dive into our neckbeard nests Our neckbeard what? Snoo God, what did he just say? Well, I'm glad you asked, Scott. Feast your eyes on the wonderful nests of the internet's finest neckbeards. What makes a neckbeard nest, you ask? 
A neckbeard nest must meet at least one of the following criteria. Extremely unsanitary conditions, extreme fandom and worship, and many more. Well, that sounds terrifying. <laughs>